I do want to ask you this question. When we talk about whether it's 10 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, and we just mentioned, we talked a little bit about Sean Payton, Dan Campbell, and that head-to-head matchup in Ford Field against Denver. What do you want to see from Dan Campbell this year? How much growth do you need to see from him? And how much of his decisions do you think will be different? Because now he's playing with a team that does have some talent. Right. It was gambling Dan the first couple of years. And, and you know, two years ago, you mentioned it when we went out to LA and you played the Rams in their Super Bowl season. Hey, it was it was a couple of onside kicks. It was yeah, a you're little razzle dazzle. Before the Rams even touched the ball. I right. It but was, it but it's right. a lot of trickery <laughs> simply because you knew you're you out man. You had to yeah. do that. Yeah, and we've seen other times he talks about the decision up in Minnesota is one of the the, the great regrets that it keeps him up at night, and different things that he has done going forward on fourth down, whether he's gotten it or not, kicking field goals, deciding when to do that or not, losing to Baltimore a couple of years ago at the very end of the game on a record-setting kick. Mm-hmm. Like how many of those decisions that we've seen him make over the first two years? are different this year, and do you think he has learned enough as a head coach going into his third year that he's not going to cost the Lions the difference between 12 wins and 11 wins or 11 wins and 10 wins, which yeah. will, which will affect playoff seating? Yeah, I think with him, honestly, the way that they finished the season, you now we just need to see consistency, right? Uh, the first half of last year and really in 2021, there were probably two, three, maybe four games where you're just sitting there going, what are we doing? Like that yeah. decision probably costs the team. Now, like you said, when you feel like your team is inferior uh, and you need to spark some magic somewhere and you need some trick plays and you need a couple fourth down conversions, uh, we don't, I don't mind that, right? Because it's like you don't just go out there and lay down, man. You throw every single punch you got. Uh, and we saw that. Two years ago, we saw it in the first half of last season. Now, when he started to finally trust his team to go out there and make the plays, I think we saw a more tame version of Dan Campbell. I'm not going to say conservative version because he there still were times where he was like, you know what, we're going for this. Let's go. I trust my team. And a lot of, a lot of those decisions were right. Um, but he didn't cost – he wasn't the reason – you know, that they lost the Buffalo game. He wasn't the reason that they lost the Carolina game, right? So I just want to see moving forward with him is consistency, right? Don't change. Yeah. And now I know players, hey, when you're reading your press clippings and everybody's talking about you and everybody's talking about, you know, the Cinderella team and who's going to take the biggest step. I mean, you're always up there, right? You just got the opening game against Kansas City. I mean, everybody's hyping you up. That can go to your head as a player. It can also go to your head as coaches, Right. So I think for Dan Campbell, the one thing is, man, don't remember what where you were just two years ago, right? Or don't, I'm sorry, don't forget where you were two years ago, right? You've come a long way, but there's still a long way to go, right? And and for him, as long as complacency doesn't set in, we say it with the players all the time, as long as complacency doesn't set in and you don't get overhyped and your head doesn't get too big, yeah, like you're going to be fine. Same things goes with the coaches. And with Dan Campbell, he showed us enough of the second half of last season to say, you know what? He's not a joke anymore, right? He's not he's not the guy everybody's looking at saying, oh, my, this guy's lost. Like, what is he doing? He doesn't even know what he's doing. He, he, got, he got rid of that title. Now it's just got to be consistent. Well, as I mentioned, uh, there's a lot to be excited about for the upcoming season. That was TJ's take on 
we talked him into uh, from 11 and 6 to 12 and 5, which is where I was at. We got there in different paths. So it'll be fun to see what happens between now and the start of the season. And like I mentioned, we will revisit this uh, before in in, during week one uh, before we play off or before we kick off the season in Kansas City because there's going to be a lot that happens between now and then. Next week, we are going to talk about a couple of lists because the Lions are so young. They are very talented. Where does the top players that the Detroit Lions have, they're under the age of 25, rank amongst the other young stars of the NFL? That'll come up on next week's podcast or next episode's uh, podcast, as well as an update on what we learn from the Lions OTAs, which will start off on Tuesday. So, again, make sure you like, subscribe. You want to make sure you have everything right here uh, on wherever you get your downloads, wherever you get your podcasts. You want to make sure you're ready to listen to both TJ and I on Necessary Roughness.